Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. It's Friday the 6th of November. I don't normally do that. I just thought I'd throw that in today. Date stamp it. It's um, historic. It is. Yeah, it could be. We had a conversation with Todd Macklin, and he was on good form today. A man on American sports covered some ground, including the election, which was interesting. Uh, we also... Who else did we speak to, Andy? Else Martin Kellner. Kellner. Martin Kellner. He was on fine form with his uh, pick of the week's sporting telly. Mike Ward. Yeah. Uh, away from the world of uh, yeah sporting telly, non-sporting telly, Mike Ward from the Star joined us. And what else did we like? Was that it? Well, we had a chat. We had a chat. Yeah, yeah. Basically that then. Uh, and so, um, yeah, you got a clip. You got you got a clip before the clips today, uh, thanks to Andy. But here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everyone. And uh, yeah, I always try and sort of scale back my uh, Europa League watching if well, I can. I don't blame you. When you're at the top, t- I was like that. When you're sitting at the top table, well, you, you know, don't, you don't, you know. But w- I did uh, waste your time with the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. do you? I started watching uh, Arsenal at eight thirty. They were one 0 down. I thought I'll stay with this till they're two one up. And of course, you know, yeah, you knew they would. So you were channel hopping. You were doing your own Schadenfreude well, goal watch show. A, I watched a bit of Celtic, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What did you join Celtic at? What was the score? They just pulled one back, and they were like for ten minutes. They were playing really well with confidence, and then they just gave the ball away with every high up the pitch with everyone in front of the ball oh, carrier. I don't know who he disaster. was. Disaster. And then two passes later, they were three-one down. So they just—it's not right there. They got gubbed uh, in. It was yeah. four in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. So there we go. What can you do? Um, did you Arsenal, didn't watch any of our mob? Then you didn't catch. No, the early it was a bit one. early for me. And uh, I mean, I did send you a message. I mean, I think yes, even... I was asleep when you sent me that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just having a kip. Even know? nice in a yeah. little kip, early evening kip. <laughs> well, you know how it is. <laughs> even the um, even at two one when they equalised, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't worried. I thought we'll be all right. We'll get a third. And that is very unlike me normally. Mm. As soon as the other team score, I'm thinking we're going to lose three two. But what they great... weren't up to much. Uh, Ludigretz and the the goal they scored was freakish. And it was, but he, you know he did have to start with Kane and a lot of the big hitters. So yeah, it's not good for get Sunday. the job done, then mm. take them off. Well, they only played a half, but oh, they were well. all trying to get Vinicius a goal. Every one of them had decided that's they obviously like him as a bloke. Man, he looks a good player. Well, you he, know. Jay was a bit off yesterday. He had a few opportunities and didn't quite make up the ground. Sure, the longer him. he goes without scoring, yeah, the yeah. worse it gets. But, but they were uh, all trying to get him a goal. But anyway, we'll see. And what to, uh, last, well done, the Rangers. We should say that. Oh yeah, three all. Even look, they were up, but three all. That was a very good yeah, result. That's said and the mighty Leicester as well. What well, that was pretty convincing oh, against Braga. Yeah, very good. Lask did you a favour beating uh, Anderlecht. Yeah, which was a very uh, surprising. Antwerp. 
Antwerp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Honestly, I'm worried about myself, but there we go. Now, moving on. <laughs> Mesut Ozil. Did you yeah. see this yesterday? He, he was in court for a speeding offence, and he told mm. the court that he thought his speedom- speedometer yeah. was registering kilometres per hour rather than miles per hour. And I was yeah. thinking, maybe it's the <clears> same <throat> with minutes and seconds. That's why he's never put in a full 90 minutes. <laughs> it, could, it could be that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Could it. Be. Who knows? Uh, have you seen, hmm. um, the, the, now with Tarek Lamptey, I think Ghana are moving in because he didn't get in the England squad. Ghana having a bit of a go. Oh, England, that so a England, mistake. England going to have to move quickly, aren't mm. they, really? Because we don't want to lose him. Um, but there's a bit of a spurious claim going in on Eunice Musa. We spoke earlier in the week about him. He's at Valencia. He's another mm. in England age group wonder kid. I think he's playing up to under 17s for England. He was at Arsenal as a kid at the academy when he was 16. And uh, he's gone to he's gone to Valencia and has been getting games and has look, been looking really, really good. And so England have got a claim on him. I think somewhere else has got a claim on him as well. But what about this with America? Oh, yeah, Ghana. Again, Ghana could uh, could have a pop because uh, that's where his mum's from. But... Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, he was His mum was on holiday in New York in, two, in 2002. That's when he was born. That she was on holiday. Count. No, that doesn't count. But, that's a Ameri- bit like Yorkshire cricket. But America are having a pop. America are no, going to no. try. They're, they've, no. they've sounded him out to see if he's interested no, in playing for the USA. That. I mean, if you have a baby on holiday, that doesn't, you know, you can't no. stand there with your hand on your heart in the lineup. No. So I was interested to hear from you, Talk Sport listeners, this afternoon. Who could you turn out for? Um, tell us if there's anywhere weird and wonderful through your parentage or even from where you were born, a bit like Eunice Amusa. Let us know uh, today. Where who could you turn out for on the American criteria of um, your aunt, your mum was on holiday when you were born? Let us know. My, I was yes. say my eldest when we, we were in we were in Hawaii. Oh enough, yeah, and uh, my wife was pregnant. We were staying in a in a sort of house, but, mm. but we got cut off by the the sea. Sort of came in and cut this place off. And I was thinking, oh, I know, God, at one point you thought if he was yeah, born there, yeah, we might have been able to play he for could, Hawaii. He could, <laughs> he could, <laughs> right, we could have turned out for the USA. It's well, a US state, of but course. He, he's not brilliant at football. He's a very good artist. He's very oh, okay. Good job, but he's not great at football. Oh, is your eldest? He's my eldest. Okay. Yeah. So he probably wouldn't have played for England anyway. Um, so let us know. Talksport.com <laughs> forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. You can tweet. He's got fit during lockdown. Has he really? Oh yeah, blimey! He's yes, running around his guys. It's Colonel Tom. That's not much of a compliment. He's hundred years old. He's like Colonel Tom. One day he did ten k around his garden. It's only quite a small London. That does messes with your head. That doesn't it? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, wait. Talksport. I never get. I'll get there in the end. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet. They know what the address. No, they don't. T S H N J. That's T S H A N D J. To tell us who you could turn out for internationally. I was thinking the Duke of Kent. I've been following him. I always like to see what he's doing. And he had a Zoom meeting yesterday. He doesn't do a lot of it. I bet he had that tennis game on his screen. You know, beep, beep, that one. (laughs) You still get that. I think games have moved on, Andy, since The old Atari one. I think they've moved on. They probably have. That's right. Was it called Pong or something? Pong. I don't know if it was called that. I'm just just saying it was. Anyway, it's... um, Let's hear that clip. Andy, just before one o'clock, um, while Fletch... I think Andy thought Fletch had finished his bulletin. Yeah, that's what I he normally hadn't do. Quite, so yeah. We haven't heard this back, but he did make a bit of an odd noise. Here we go. The weekend of live football gets underway tonight. Cardiff v Bristol City is exclusively live on TalkSport 2. <laughs> It's so like good. You're, you're, you're adjusting your adjusting your truss. Well, is that what it was? It's uh, readjusting yourself. Readjusting your surgical oh item. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, t- 
tabloid football staples for you. Which mm. It's amazing these are still going on. They're so old-fashioned now, really. And this was based, this is one on Ralph Harsenhutl. He said he wants his Southampton side to become the pirates of the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, mm. a Southampton boss Harsenhutl wants to continue plundering results against the big ships in the top flight. Uh, we like to be the pirates, he mm. said. And, of course, they mocked him up as a sort of basically Johnny Depp captain thing. <laughs> pirate thing. <laughs> Tremendous. It really looks good. And then uh, I love a strained analogy. So this is one from mm. the uh, Arsenal uh, Molder game last night. Uh, he might not have a comb over or a fake tan, but Mikel Arteta is still on course to make Arsenal great again. You see what's happened there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, it's not, it wasn't the landslide victory that pundits had predicted, so you get the idea there. Mm. And it even ends with, it wasn't quite the 5th of November, we remember, but... At least we had some fireworks to finish it all. It's great, isn't now it? Now we have three good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well done. The, uh, the guys, Luke and the guys on the Football Ramble retweeted something the other day that I noticed, that um, the Carlisle United man of the match. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, if you, you win the man of the match for Carlisle United at the moment, what do you think uh, you get? Well, normally you'd get, you know, it wouldn't be champagne because it's that level. I don't know. Bottle of Prosecco. Bottle of, not a bottle of Prosecco, no. No, um, no it's, it's something else no you might idea, get No idea. Match, something practical? Well, I, uh, some toilet roll? <laughs> some, <laughs> that, well, that'd be pasta. a nice touch. 72 toilet rolls would be a nice be touch. They did it on Sky. Yeah, the man of the match after Man yeah. City. Liverpool. Thank you, Patrick. Well, you've won the man of the match today. Here's 72 toilet rolls. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? We've done your week shopping De for you. With but it's interesting. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's a curry. Is it? It's a curry from Viceroy Carlisle, which I'm sure is a fine <laughs> establishment. Delicious. But uh, that's quite a nice touch, isn't it? Again, yeah. you, you get Why the not? Man of the Match award. Yeah. Just, you won't I'm, be able to eat it for the next month. Oh, I suppose you could have a takeaway. I remember a few years back, my, my wife watching the football with me, and uh, mm. she said, oh, that's nice. When they win Man of the Match, they give them a bottle of aftershave. Because it, <laughs> it, she thought it was... Again, <laughs> bottle of aftershave. she thought it was in the aftershave box. It does look like one, doesn't it? Premier League, pour on. <laughs> but uh, a curry yeah. uh, is what you get. Mm. I've other clubs have given... I saw another club down in the sort of uh, EFL who I think give um, a pizza, a mm. local pizza company, give the Man of the Match <laughs> a pizza. I mean, yeah. it's not great diet, is it? No, really? I'm really, not sure no. the Premier. I'm not sure the Premier League. I'm not sure Pep will be giving a curry or a pizza. Yeah, do you want some great insight here from uh, Sun reader Michael Frost of Romford? Well, I, would, I always turn to him for my insight. Yeah. This, isn't he? Donald Trump is a man who clearly is used to getting his own way and hates losing. Mm. The snide manner in which this man has been talking about Joe Biden leads me to believe he's not to be trusted on anything. Well, thanks for that. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> great. It's well, brilliant. Very isn't interesting. Interesting take yeah, on this. And uh, when you see uh, pictures of your former players mm. and, and they don't look like um, they've got to have a painting in the in the uh, loft, yeah. um, that hasn't changed at all. Slightly <laughs> greyer hair. Yeah. This was Naeem, remember Naeem, or to give him his full name, yeah. Naeem from the halfway line. That's right, yeah. And uh, he doesn't look at him. He doesn't look any different apart from his hair's grey. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't, he's, he's the, the same the shape. Same. Uh, everything about him is the same. <laughs> He's a grey work. I'm, I'm a bit like that because I put up a photo. Of, Are you? Yeah, I put you don't any different from when you did during your playing days. No, my playing days, but I, I put a photo up of uh, my wedding day photo. Yeah, it was, it was great. Goffy liked it, didn't he? Yeah, and Goffy liked it. Everybody thought I looked. Well, you I thought you were one of the Bee Gees. Six people thought I looked like the Bee Gees, including Goffy. I had quite a few um, Jeff Lynns. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're getting an idea Perry, of what he looked like. Perry Gross said he. Oh, I had quite a few Noel Edmonds as well. Yeah, Perry, Perry Gross said he didn't recognise me whatsoever. Really? So, yeah, it's yeah. an odd picture because you're. You're, you seem to be shaking 
kissing Sue's hand. I know, it's like, like she's just, just like, like joined the just, club. Like she's getting a curry for winning the Man of the Match award at Carlisle United. She's holding up holding up the shirt. Just one of those. Now I've got now Andy, you've often oh, yeah. said mm. uh, when when you when you depart, the song you want played at your yeah. funeral is I wish I was a little bit taller. That's don't correct, you? That's yeah. the, Skilo. Yeah, I mean the, the, yeah. But um, this, you're like this. This is good news. Britain is falling down the league table for average height. Oh, what really? About that? Yeah, mm. study reveals that UK teenagers are not growing at the same rate as those in other countries with poor diet blamed. Men aged 19 have dropped from uh, 28th tallest in the world with an average height of uh, 5 foot 9 in 1985 to 39th in 2019 with an average height uh, of now 178.2 centimetres. I'll let you work that out. Did they out. put the figures in for width? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that might have had a bearing on it. Women dropped from 42nd mm. with an average height of 162.7, 5 foot 4, to 49. Belgium, France, and mm. Poland have overtaken the UK. So, what a proud yeah. boast for them. But me, people are getting shorter, Andy, so that's good news. It is. Talking of fast food, I, I don't know about. If you saw, well, you, if you saw undertakers in McDonald's, a drive through with a body in the hearse. That's, yeah, I it's think a bit that disrespectful, was, isn't it? Yeah, that, oh yeah, I think that was a bit off. It's a it, bit really? off. Certainly if it was sort of my nan or someone. In there, I, I wouldn't <laughs> like that. Idea. But it says here, witness... Because almost certainly one of them would... Because if you do that job, you've got to have a bit of a sense... And almost one of them would have said, do you want anything? <laughs> no, you're all right. They almost certainly would have done that because they, they must do, really. You couldn't do, you couldn't do the job otherwise, could I'd be you? angry, but a witness wept with rage, according to this report. Yeah. I don't know how I'd do wet with rage. I'd be, it's a bit disrespectful. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it is. We were very sad to hear uh, Fletch uh, announce in the mm. news there that Geoffrey Palmer, uh, the actor, had died, age 93. About three years ago, mm. uh, actually, well, it was December 2017, he came in to see us. And uh, he'd, worked, he'd been in so many iconic TV programmes. Yeah. Reggie Perry, he was Jimmy, wasn't he? He was uh, Reggie's brother in law, such a fantastic. Butterflies, of course. And character, yeah. As time goes by. He was in that, and Nine also series. Uh, he was the Doctor, wasn't he, in um, in the famous Kipper and the Corpse version of, uh, 40. of Forty Towers, the mm. episode. Yeah, brilliant, a, a fantastic, a lovely man. And we yeah. both remarked, we just couldn't, we couldn't believe, believe it. He came in, was, yeah. he came in, and, and we we obviously been doing a little bit of research. And he walked into the studio, and we said, we couldn't believe you're ninety. It was incredible shape, wasn't he? He was really yeah, he in good great. shape. Um, but we're going to play you a little bit now. He was. We talked about his career, and we also had a chat with him about his uh, sporting allegiances. Now, why Arsenal? You're an Arsenal fan. Mm. Is, is this a kind why of, is this, is this geography? Went, you went to Highgate School. Ah, okay. <laughs> I had no choice. I'm a North London boy. Exactly. Ah. You've got two choices. Well, you have. You can make the sensible choice, which I did, or you can support Arsenal. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. Were you at the game a couple of weeks ago? Uh, oh, you asked for that. You absolutely. I did slightly walk into that. of stuff. Once they think they're any good, they disappear up their own... Backside, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and have you got favourite players of a kind of later vintage? Are there players? I mean, the seventies side. Did you get a chance to see much of? I didn't see. I didn't really. I, I then took time off. I went to about the fifties. Yeah, and then I think when I became an actor and I was uh, doing theatre around the country mm. and weekly rep companies and things. So, you you know, you're working Saturday, for God's sake. Mm. You're doing two shows on Saturday. So I never... I didn't take it up again until about 15 years ago. My son said, hey, Dad, you used to be an Arsenal supporter. And he, he'd been working in Manchester 
And someone said to him some one cold winter evening, would you like to come to Old Trafford this evening? And he said, what's Old Trafford? <laughs> and um, <laughs> he and he said, it's terrific. Mm. Let's go. And so we've been going ever since, but not to Old Trafford. No, of no, course. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to enter the world of American sports as always with our man, Todd Mackling. Good afternoon, Todd. Hey, boys. Well, I mean, I know you're you're across the border. You're in Canada, Todd, but everything's really been dominated by uh, by the election. I mean, what's it been like watching it from, you know, say, just across the border? Unbelievable theatre is the best way I can describe it. It is obviously uh, we have seen things we have never seen or will never see uh, before, but it's been absolutely gripping uh, to watch and follow it. And it appears, at least from a vote perspective, we're getting to a conclusion. But let's be honest, the pictures when they have to evict Donald Trump from the White House, Mm. which are going to be coming, I'm guessing, in whether that's days or weeks or months are going to be absolutely unreal as, you know, some sort of law enforcement have to forcibly evict him from the White House. That's what I'm anticipating. And I can't wait to see it when it finally does happen. I mean, the profile of the profile of people in sport, you know, it's understandable that so many of them have had their say on this election. I mean, LeBron has been very vocal, of course. We, We also read this week, like the Steelers players, were buying meals for workers who were counting votes in Pittsburgh. They're doing that out of their own money. And I saw an interview with uh, Patrick Mahomes as well, the star player at the moment in the NFL. And uh, the players there all weighed in to make sure that the Arrowhead Stadium was a 
was a polling station. Um, he uh, popped up on an NFL podcast. This is this just this is what he had to say why they'd done that. I thought it was very important, uh, not only to just to get as many people uh, out to vote as possible, but also to use a place uh, as Arrowhead, where we show a lot of uh, have a lot of fun, show a lot of love, a unity. Uh, where people coming together and use that a place where we can come together and vote and use our voice. And uh, I thought Arrowhead was a perfect place for it. And the Chiefs were, were all aboard with it. And uh, some other guys on the team, we all just made effort, made our efforts strong and really got it to be a, a central point for everybody to go vote. It's interesting they were sort of dipping into their own pockets, Todd, mm. to do stuff like that, wasn't it? No question. And we should say on a kind of funny note that Patrick Mahomes – received write-in votes for president of the United States. And he actually, he talked about that and laughed and joked about it. He goes, not yet. I'm not ready for politics yet, but maybe down the road. Listen, it started with Colin Kaepernick, whether you like it or not, but sports really stepped up in a big way to do the right thing. Uh, And as I mentioned, Kaepernick was the guy that started it. It continued on with the NBA this year during the, the, the pandemic and the focus on Black Lives Mattered. And I think it was more the focus on what is the right thing to do. And, you know, it wasn't just Arrowhead. Fenway Park was a, was a polling station. I thought I had heard 30 or 40 sports venues were used as polling stations in this uh, U.S. election. I think it's terrific. And I, and I love the, the, the way they use their platform, not to get themselves more money, which is usually the case with athletes, They used it to get people to vote. And we know that, listen, most of the people wanted Donald people. They wanted people to vote to get rid of Donald Trump. Well, it worked in both ways. They've had a a record number of people voting this year. And it, again, is trending towards Donald Trump just having the one term of of U.S. president. And I, 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 I applaud sports and sports people and the platform they used, again, to do the right thing. No, but votes at sporting venues don't count. Exactly. <laughs> it depends how you look at it. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. Now, when, when the Red Sox finally won their first, that's your team, of course, so when they finally won their first World Series for 86 years, we talked about the curse of the Bambino. This is when the Red Sox, back in the day, traded Babe Ruth, also known as the Bambino, to uh, the Yankees, and then had this terrible run where they didn't win it for 86 years. Now... Red Sox fans, and maybe you're among them, uh, are feeling a touch nervous because <laughs> earlier uh, earlier this year, Mookie Betts, who I remember the last time I was at uh, Fenway, so many people with Mookie Betts shirts on, he was sure. a real star player. They traded him to bring in, not to give him the contracts he wanted, and they traded him for some kind of young prospects, and he went to the Dodgers. And, of course, he's gone to the Dodgers, and he's won the World <laughs> Series. And then they say, oh, no, the curse. It's, it's the 2.0 curse of the Bambino. <laughs> Listen, uh, thanks for doing this to me, Paul, about making <laughs> me feel bad here on this on this Friday. Listen, uh, I, I I don't think there will be another curse. Um, uh, I, I think the Red Sox are in a much better position than they were back in 1920 to, uh, and then the next 86 years that there won't be a curse. But I'll, I'll tell you, I was immensely disappointed when they had to trade away Mookie Betts because, as you said, they did it for financial reasons. And the Red Sox, having to trade away one of the best players in the game for financial reasons, shouldn't happen. I mean, next to the Yankees, the Red Sox probably make more money than any team in baseball. Uh, And so when they did that, you know, last year, it was crushing as a Red Sox fan. But I will say they're in a much better 
place. Uh, and, and I think part of the reason that people feel about the curse is, you know, they, they've had a bad year this past year. It's going to be another year or two before they're good again, but they're going to be good again. I don't think there's any question about that. So, yeah, it, it looks like you could have a 2.0, but I, I definitely don't think it's going to happen. It was John Henry who did the deal, so I think Liverpool fans will be hoping that he doesn't sell Mo Salah mm. to Man City and they don't win anything again for 86 years. It could be, could be the same thing. Now, this a bit of skullduggery in this the world of funny, really. college football. <laughs> a game between Oklahoma and uh, Texas, and uh, one of the uh, Texas players was kicking a field goal. So on the big screen behind the posts, they put up a load of, on a black background, a load of yellow vertical lines just to try and put the guy off. That's, it's, it's hard to see the post when you look yeah, at it. Yeah, that's poor. It is fantastic, and I, I give that person credit. Listen, you got to do whatever you can. So Oklahoma State, they're at home. What advantages do you use? So as you're saying, so the kicker for Texas, lining up 40-yard field goal, uh, which is not very easy to do, especially at the college level. 40 yards is, is tough. So think about this. You, you've got to kick it between the uprights. And you're looking up, and in your line of sight is a giant video screen, mm. all just across full lines yeah. of yellow posts. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I should say it didn't work. No, the guy, the young man for Texas, kicked it through the post, didn't hit any of the vertical yellow posts. Um, and I should say Texas won the game. They upset Oklahoma State two in the game. But I give this person. The video coordinator, the guy who runs the scoreboard, or or woman, whoever it was, yeah. credit for at least trying. That's what you're trying to do, try. <laughs> uh, and it's fantastic. Like, just to see it and the thought process, fantastic. Yeah, I must have had it up their sleeve waiting mm, for the opportunity. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. It's time then to look at a week of sport on TV in the company's always of Talk Sports and Talk Radio's very own squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. A very good afternoon mm. to you, boys. Hello, yeah. Martin. I thought as it's lockdown, you could review The Last Dance again. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to re-watch it, haven't we? The old ten episodes. <laughs> yes, and don't forget The Tiger King as well. Oh, yeah. Let's, that just, let's just go yeah. back to the spring. So um, I think I understand yes. we're going to kick off with a bit of boxing. Is this right? Well, I've got some boxing, but I'll I start off with uh, Maurizio Pochettino. Oh, okay, sure. Yes. Well, hmm. Sky made a big deal about the fact that he was their uh, pundit or their main pundit for the uh, Leeds United-Leicester uh, match yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on Monday. Um, and he had the equivalent of what you've got. I mean, first of all, he looked good. He looked great because it was a real... It's very rare that my wife comments on the pundit's suit. Oh. Uh, and she, yeah. <laughs> but when she saw Poch, she said, that's a nice suit. You should <laughs> really? get a... She said, yeah. Yeah, she said you should get get a suit like that. Maybe then, maybe then people will take you seriously. (laughs) So it might uh, take more than that, Martin. Do you think so? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're probably right. At this stage, you could be right. Um, but he had what was the equivalent of a, a commentator's nightmare. You know, as soon as a commentator says that a particular player hasn't put a foot wrong uh, all night, they're pretty well guaranteed to, you know, to mm. miscue it into touch or whatever. And he had exactly, I mean, he spent half an hour talking about uh, Bielsa's uh, attention to detail. Mm. And then, of course, within five or six minutes, mm. we'd, uh, you know, it was completely disproven <laughs> yeah. because the attention to detail didn't cover Jamie Vardy by the, 
uh, by the looks of things. Mm. So uh, a bit of a nightmare for him, but I suspect he's just filling in for a, a few weeks or a couple of months till he gets the United job. Or a couple of days. Yeah. Or a couple of or a couple of days, depending on what happens. I'm, at I'm Goodison. Yeah. It is it your wife's right? It is a nice suit. I mean, it's it's a the, hair, suit. the hair had got long. I wasn't sure about. I his, only noticed the hair. His long hair. The suit. And uh, hmm. and that and yeah. And no, it was a nice made-to-measure suit. I think you know. Yeah, bespoke definitely not measure. off the peg. Can you tell? Oh, wasn't, yeah, you can tell. Well, visiting Taylor from Hong Kong. No, it wasn't one of that. I once got one of those. You know, I wrote a piece in the paper yeah. about the guy you know he used to put this full page advert in the guardian saying he was visiting various hotels so uh, i went to see him in one of the hotels and wrote um because the copy was bizarre it was a very wordy advert they used to have mm. I, I can't remember the name of the guy but i did do it and well, he got, and he, <laughs> yes and he did give me a suit but the copy was written by somebody who was quite well known he was a quite a well-known journal but that's all by the by that is all by the by uh, boxing then Boxing, yeah. Mm. Now this is Andy's fault. Andy, you Andy's told me fault. to. Yes, you told me to watch a program called Chasing Tyson. Is that all? Yeah, I got the a, a documentary about Amanda mm. Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Look, all I looked on Amazon Prime, I looked on Netflix, uh, did a full search on me Roku stick, and couldn't find <laughs> it. It was a thirty uh, for thirty. Was it on BT? No, uh, it might have been on BT, but I, oh, that's I what it was. Find out. Yeah, well, I couldn't oh. find it. I'll look for it for next week. Yeah. Uh, however, mm. having put chasing into the uh, into the search, you got the Duncan thing, Norvell story. <laughs> no, I got Tony Bellew chasing greatness, oh, okay. which was b- before he retired, as he mm. was about to mm. uh, face uh, Alexander Usyk, uh, you know, the Ukrainian boxer yeah. who, who beat him, and he retired after that, didn't he? Mm. Um, so it was a it, it was a sort of strange thing to watch uh, a documentary, which was basically Sky plugging their coverage of that. But very, I mean, Bellew was such an interesting. I mean, he liked to tear up, didn't he? So oh, there yeah. was some very yeah, exciting some, fighter. Yeah, yeah, there was some great footage in that and uh, some of the weigh-ins were very amusing and the fact that he stepped out of the ring to have a go at David Hay and they had all the nonsense you know the David Mm. Hay relaxing in his uh, hot tub in Miami um, (laughs) supposedly preparing for the fight which was great and then trying to do a bit of a scouse accent which didn't really work and I think probably in these days it's uh, you know allowed to do all that Um, but they also had uh, footage from the red carpet when he was in the film you know with uh, Sylvester oh yeah yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in. Yeah. yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, and Sylvester Stallone. What a lot of. I mean, we we all talked about his uh, his mum when she when she died recently, but he must have had as much plastic surgery as she did. Oh. It's a fa- face like seasoned leather. Um, <laughs> such a lot of work. I mean, I wouldn't say that. To no, you wouldn't say face, it to his face. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, and, and the other boxing <clears throat> documentary I watched while I was watching boxing documentaries is a brilliant... You know how much I love BBC Scotland? I think their sports yeah. shows They do have great. some very good stuff on there, you're right, Martin. They yeah, really yeah. do. Their sports stuff is great, and I do like that uh, view from the terraces that they do as well. Uh, they did a programme called Fight, which was the Jim Murray story. Mm. I mean, it's an absolutely heartbreaking, tragic story. Um, if, if you remember, Jim Murray was a boxer from Lanarkshire, and he fought Drew Doherty, who was another Scot, mm. for the British Bantamweight yes. Championship. 
Uh, yeah, and and at the end of it all, I mean, it sort of changed rules as regards brain scans before fights and all that sort of thing. But they had fantastic uh, access to because it comes from a big family in a little village called Newmains in uh, Lancashire. So they spoke to his sister, his uh, his mother. He had lots of brothers as well. It was a heartbreaking story. I mean, he was just about to win the championship, the British championship, which is his dream. And as we know, um, he you know he died. He was fatally injured. Uh, and died a few days after the fight. But it was a great picture also of this sort of small village in Lanarkshire where I think it was one of his brothers who said that uh, there was nothing to do there, empty shops, empty buildings. Um, people turned to drink and drugs and uh, for young people it was an escape route. So it was the sort of classic mm. story um, and it was a sort of classic uh, Greek tragedy. Really. I will, uh, I'll go and find them. I think I it's, you, on, it's, on the yeah. I, it's on the BBC iPlayer. I, I tell you what I have yes, been watching BBC this iPlayer, week, uh, yeah. which you may have seen, Martin, it called, uh, the Bruce Lee story, Be Water. Oh, I've recorded that. Oh, I've not watched it yet. I've it recorded it. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's more sporting it's than you good. think, you know, because obviously he's an, he's an actor and it's a Hollywood story mm, yeah. and all that, but his techniques and all that are very, right, very I look forward to that. I'll watch it over mm, the weekend. Um, very quickly, Martin, we're nearly out of time, but Guillermo Vias, the famous Guillermo Argentinian Vias. tennis yes, player. Yes, he is. Well, I thought that, uh, you know, the tennis rankings were sort of, well set in stone you know they just gave you the points and those were the rankings if you were ranked the number one player you were the number one apparently not apparently it's as it's as flaky as the american election you can <laughs> you know you can win all the matches and not be uh, basically the story it's guillermo villas setting settling the score it's a documentary on netflix and basically what it's all about is him trying to correct the record because he was never the number one boxer although oh, he feels tennis playing uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was never the number one tennis player, mm. although, um, you know, he was never ranked number one, although he thinks he was number one. He's, it's a historical, there's a, a journalist called Eduardo Pupo, who's going back through uh, tennis history, and he says he spent 12 years doing this wow. to try and prove the fact that Guillermo Vias should have been the number one, but there were various American boxers, Jimmy Connors, etc., who were ranked on top of him. They shouldn't have been ranked there uh, and it's a if you want to spend one and a half hours finding out if whether whether Guillermo Vilas should have been ranked number one <laughs> Uh, you can do it. It's a Netflix documentary. It's very good, actually. I, I, I really did enjoy it. Okay. Um, some funny bits in it, which I can't tell you about now, but I'll save them up. To, <laughs> if people listen overnight, I'll share with them the uh, amusing stories about Guillermo Vilas, who's very sort of anal in terms of his... Uh, of his research. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, there is a difference of opinion over the uh, song that was being grunted by oh, really? Jason Cundy earlier on. Uh, Philbert the Fox, Jeff Peters, our man in the East Midlands. And he, I would tend to agree with this. He says, I think the track is Love Machine off the fantastic album. Because there is a bit, of course, in Love Machine, the song, where there is a bit of grunting mm -hmm. that goes on. He said, I've even gone to YouTube to check it. Hashtag sad. Nothing looks the same in the light. It's a very slow song. Love Machine is full of grunts. I should get out more, but lockdown, you know. Thank <laughs> you, know you Jeff. Is. Thank you very much well, for that. he's a musical expert. Well, he is. I don't know if he'd uh, play that in Ibiza. But, I mean, the original... Well, he might, if he's having, if he's, if he's going, if he's going old sense. school, he could play the original <laughs> Love Machine, certainly. <laughs> anyway, talking to Love Machines, here he is. <laughs> um, if ever there was a segue, it's Mike Ward from the Star, Brighton supporting TV reviewer. Good afternoon, Mike. I'm trying to think of the next line to see if it's as, as apt as the actual line that you quoted from the song, <laughs> but don't probably because it could be something unpleasant. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. No. Um, mm. So, Mike, how have you been? 
I've been okay, yeah. Good, good. Okay. Just okay. plodding on in that usual fashion. Watching well, lots watching of Watching television. Plenty of telly to yeah. watch. Mike's, television to watch, yeah. Mike's now going to give us some uh, non-sporting <laughs> telly. Uh, and, well, this kind of is and it isn't, because I've not watched it yet. But, no, um, I've, the yet. I mean, yeah. Have you read any of the comments? Yeah. Well, don't rock the boat. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the last in the series. It is. It? It's been it? going out every night this week. Right. Um, uh, Monday, I think, uh, Ali Ross was particularly complimentary about it. I said, of course. It's basically Freddie Flintoff um, and AJ Odudu presenting this um, celebrity rowing contest where two teams of six um, were challenged to row the length of Britain, starting off in Corbould, in in individual legs, etc. And they took it in turns and some stayed on land and did challenges. And if they won the challenges, then that gave their team extra sort of, you know, more comfortable overnight accommodation. And and the problem with it is, is that try as you might, rowing is really boring to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you know, no disrespect to the people. You know, it's, 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 I'm sure it's, you know, pretty gruelling and I couldn't do it for more than about 30 mm. seconds. But it's really, the only drama is whether, you know, talking about their body, bodily functions. You know, are they going to be sick? Who's being sick? Oh. And after after a while, after you know, like ten seconds, people being <laughs> sick into a bucket loses its appeal from a you know. <laughs> Victoria Pendleton have some argument with somebody I was reading about this morning and made somebody. Victoria yeah. Pendleton, yeah, yeah, she fell out with um, Craig Charles. Yeah. Oh, obviously, okay. I just think I've never at the start of the year thought I'd have that. Yeah, after yeah, that sentence, well, Victoria Pendleton would fall out of, uh, with um, Craig Charles yes. in a boat. In a boat, yeah. Or out, they actually fell out, out of the boat. Or in Anna, you don't really need to. Know. She's a bit like Steve Redgrave. There's one point where she fell unconscious on the deck. She blamed her competitiveness. Oh, okay. So well, really yeah, they are very it. driven, aren't they? Was it Victoria Pendleton who who was taken in when she was climbing Everest with Ben Fogel? Or am I just making that I up? Was that a nightmare? No, I don't know. I mean, I think she she's. I mean, she. You've ever watched too she's, much rubbish. She's taken on some, <laughs> taken on some challenges. She became a jockey, didn't she? She yeah, ran at, she ran at Cheltenham. Yeah. So um, I think she's just got that competitive thing in, which I sometimes think probably doesn't do you any favours. It's like it's it's not so much um, I'll take on anything. It's like I need to do this. You know, kind yeah, of, yeah, you know, it can be possibly. Has anybody yeah. come out of this well? Would you no. say? No, <laughs> <laughs> not one person. No. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, so it's the last one. If you want to catch up, of course, it's where you you, you probably get the the idea. Nine o'clock tonight. And will we we ultimately have a winner? Yeah, they win the golden ore. I don't know whether they share it. They have it for, you know, because so two months each of the team of six is your turn with the ore. And whether you can use it for social distancing, you know, you can take it to the pub when they're reopened. (laughs) Yeah, it's a point. It's a nice idea. Yeah. Now, this this sounds uh, interesting. I was planning to uh, watch this anyway. This is the punk slash new wave years yeah. with Annie Nightingale. It's a one-off documentary. BBC Four Friday nights. Music stuff on Friday nights. Music docs. They do. BBC Four is brilliant. Brilliant yeah. for that. Annie Nightingale turned eighty. I didn't remember she turned wow, eighty really? know, this she year. Amazing, She's yeah. almost exactly the same age as Pele and um, yeah. and uh, Cliff Richard. Who'd have thought it? You know, yeah. there's, there's a party. <laughs> <That's> a great, <laughs> oh, a great do that would be. Yeah. BBC Four Friday nights there. is people who've just turned eighty specials, mm. and yeah, so, so it's this is this is her just looking back on uh, that sort of late seventies era. So it was obviously the, the 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 sex, but no no jam, no mention of the jam. The entire hour of things like the Sex Pistols, the Clash, Stiff yeah. Little Fingers, the Damned, Ian Dury, the Buzzcocks, Susie and the Banshee. You, you know, mm. all those, and there's not even a glimpse of Paul Weller. It's what an so, archive the BBC do have their music archives. Yeah. Too. 
incredible. It is it, absolutely incredible. And, and there's lots of clips of her. She's not doing anything to camera, but there's lots of clips of you know Anne, you know Annie doing sort of old grey whistle. Isn't it amazing that it took years for them to drop the old and the grey? Can you imagine calling a program putting the words old and grey in a TV program title now, yes. and not immediately dropping that after a fortnight, thinking that's a terrible. Well, decision. it had it had a kind of historical context uh, as a term, so that's why they, that's why they put it in, didn't they? I the, know. Um, also, they've got like people like Gary Newman in this and Gary John Newman. Fox, who was yeah. originally with Ultravox and everything. So it's odd. I mean, it's, it's spanning a lot of ground. It you does span a lot of ground. If you could do a one-off documentary just on one or two of these bands, yeah. let alone all of them. It's a kind of a bit almost too much because it sort of then spills into the stuff. You know, there's, there's early Duran Duran in it right. as well. So, it, you know, you could probably do, and BBC4 wouldn't probably be averse to this, do an entire, mm. as you say, sort of six-part series, doing it more uh, chronologically. Yeah. you know. It's my age and it's my era, and I grew up in it. And I'm, I'm so I'll sit. People my age will sit and be quite picky about this and think, yeah. "Why are you showing that's a that's a terrible track? Why you, you know?" But it's it's sort of intriguing anyway. We used to have a lot. Um, we've seen a lot of the BBC archive because of Top the Pops too and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I would, if people like old music shows, Guy Garvey from the Vaults, which is available on Sky Arts, which is really good. It's a lot of stuff. From uh, sort of shows like from the seventies and eighties, so it goes. Yeah, Scarts have some very good stuff. Actually. Yeah, and, and old sort of, old shows from around the, the different regional bits of ITV. It's brilliant. Some of the some of the old stuff's fantastic. David Bowie and Mark Boland playing together. Boland's yeah. last TV appearance. It's sensational stuff. I'd recommend that if you like old music clips. Uh, I quite like Lucy Lucy Worsley's show. Yeah. Um, she does lots of different ones. She's got this biggest fibs uh, series. Yeah, this is the second tomorrow. series. This thing. Yeah, so so she sort of sort of kind of it's like debunking myths, if you like, all, all the all the stuff that you went to school and learnt at history and swatted up and you know and and got your grade A for. Actually, I didn't. I think got D. But there you go. Um, <laughs> she suddenly said, "Oh no, that's all wrong." It's kind of annoying in yeah. a way because you think, "Oh, okay." So all the things we thought, for example, about the French Revolution, if you've remembered anything at all about the French Revolution, it was slightly before my time but it was basically it's wrong uh that's the gist of it so uh but she is and she's yeah she's the one who likes to dress up so she throws herself mm. into sort of you know sort of slightly tongue-in-cheek reenactments of scenes from the era the age that she's covering yeah. um so she's i think i think marie antoinette uh, she's doing Marie Antoinette tonight. She's not doing any rowing tonight, is she? Because you don't want <laughs> rowing on both sides, because that is pushing your luck. Isn't it? No, no, that would be great. 9pm BBC Two. Tomorrow, mm. uh, obviously, we always have the Royal British Legion Festival yeah. of Remembrance, which I imagine will be... Quiet. Uh, all, yeah, audience-free. Yeah, it, it is. It's pre-recorded. So, uh, yeah, there's, you know, obviously, it's the, it's the familiar format, but without uh, the, you know, the, you know, the Royal yeah. British Legion guests, etc., and all the... Dignitaries, etc., etc. Hugh but, Edwards with the presenting. Yeah, he's doing it. You know, he's he's a funny. Just you can have a go at Hugh. No, not really. But I just I can't old, quite see. Old, but, you know. Yeah. Um, strictly, okay. it's getting massive audiences. People are loving it. Aren't Bill they? Bailey. I've just read Bill Bailey. His 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 third favourite. He's gone from you because we talked in the first week sixty six to one. And everybody was saying, and, and and Andy, you pointed out he's going to be better than that because he's got that musical sort of. He was brilliant stuff. last week. Um, and he is. His dance. He was and tremendous. I think uh, I think he'll stay there a long, long while. He probably won't win it because ultimately, in the end, if it comes down to a sort of dance off, his technical abilities won't be as good as you know that bloke off YouTube or whatever. But you know, I think he'll go an awful long way, and it's just great to see him, him actually proving people wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Sunday, his Dark Materials, big expensive uh, drama, back on. Did the... you watch the first series of that? Do you know, I, I didn't. Uh, no. is, was it good? I don't know. I watched the first episode, and I, I just I can't do fantasy. I've only ever watched Game of Thrones once. Yeah, you struggle really? with lions talking. And can't stuff like do that. dragony things yeah, and lions yeah, and all this. I am a fan of Ruth Wilson. 
Yeah, she's yeah. really good. And I'm mm. sure, you know, but, you know, I can watch her in something else. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, watch watch her in the affair. Yeah, watch her in that instead. You probably prefer that. Uh, And uh, been quite contentious this documentary on BBC Two, The Trials of Oscar Pistorius, Sunday night. I think the trails have been more. Controversial. The it's because Reva Steenkamp isn't mentioned. Mm. I think is that that's mm. the gist of it, isn't it? It's yeah. a four-part BBC Two series. So it starts on on uh, on Sunday night on BBC Two, and as soon as the first episode goes out, the other th- that and the other three are on the iPlayer. So you you know you can watch the whole thing. But effectively, it's just telling the story from you know the start. So it sets it up, and obviously you know this this, this apparent you know Paralympic hero, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and the the shock. Yeah, of it's the a pretty instant. tragic story all round. Yeah, actually. it's an extraordinary mm. story, and I, you know, and, and you know, I can remember when the, those, the courtroom scenes were sort of had everyone and gripped some sort of, you know a day, yeah. daily basis at the time so uh, yeah fascinating i'm a celebrity though. we've got to mention that sure. well it's it's, it's not <laughs> gonna it's, have to <laughs> it's just a one-off isn't it it's the best bits before it's they just, the yeah series. it's, uh, it's oh, i'm a celebrity okay. a jungle story this is sunday night it's a one-off before they go to wales or probably i don't know um to, to start this um slightly different version for this year uh, it's a reminder of some of the you know it's just an excuse to sort of uh, wet the appetite but not wet the appetite because it's obviously showing a completely different version of it uh, with <laughs> yeah. Anton Deck. And they're going to try some of the Bush Tucker trials, which are the running joke throughout the 19 mm. series is that they wouldn't dare touch, do that. You know, they're not going to allow yeah. themselves to do We've it. We've seen a few in the papers. And yeah, we have them in previews and stuff. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, see, Keith, you never lose it. We'll be, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Have a fine weekend. We'll catch up with you then. If you can't catch the show Monday, of course, or at all, any time next week, you can get the podcast available from around five o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.